Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 84. I am your host, Avdi Grimm, and joining me today is Jay Hayes of Big Nerd Ranch. Jay, thanks for taking the time to join me. If you would, uh, start us off with uh, just a short introduction. Sure, yeah. Uh, I have been at Big Nerd Ranch uh, for a little over three months now. I started in February, and I was coming from a, a job with a, a fairly large government contractor, um, and it was about 65 miles from my home, so it was a long commute. And toward the end of it, they allowed me to uh, do some remote work a, a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, it was very isolating. Um, the team, you know, it, basically everybody was on site all the time and you know they had their little comments and stuff about me working remotely um and and it it you know it was good but uh i kind of through this podcast was inspired to explore other options and i came upon big nerd ranch and uh, they're a, a row company a results only work environment mm-hmm. um and you know we're openly uh, accepting to remote work and i thought well we'll give it a try and see what happens and here i am so three and a half months in and so far it's been really really a, an awesome experience yeah fantastic and it's always fun to hear when somebody's been been inspired to make that jump uh, at least partly by the podcast mm-hmm. um, let's talk about about row um sure. results only work environment what does that boil down to in real life in practice yeah, um, it's it's really interesting, especially uh, having come from the polar opposite at my previous job. Basically, we're assigned uh, particular results that we're required to meet. Uh, it's it's supposed to be in no way associated with time or out or the clock. So uh, we just deliver our results, and if we do that, we've done our job. Uh, in practice, what it's turned out to it's been really liberating uh, from the standpoint of what when I feel like I'm working and when I feel like I need to be working. I don't necessarily feel the pressure of having to be, you know, uh, ready at, at all times during the traditional like eight to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, my day can really flux and do different things. If something comes up at home, I can, uh, you know, let the team know, hey, I'm dropping off for a few minutes if it's all right. And they're like, you know, 95% of the time, yeah, go do what you need to do. It's row. <laughs> and it's turned out to be really cool. And, um, even if it's, you know, sometimes you have those days where I uh, think your brain's not working or you're hitting a hard problem and you need to walk away, you can totally do that. Uh, and then being at home, you know, that's even more awesome because you can tend to something you need to at home or you can hop on a bike and ride around the neighborhood uh, and really, uh, you know, be able to kind of change pace and, and reset your mind, your thought process and get back to it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you describe for me just like a day in your life? Sure, yeah. Um, so I typically get up, uh, at not a crazy early hour, but I try to get up at a decent hour just cause I, it gives me some quiet time to myself in the morning. Um, and I will, uh, I'll usually, you know, hop on the email and see if any code review comments have come in overnight that I need to respond to. And then 
generally, you know, I'll, I'll pull up the chat. We use Campfire, and I'll pull up the chat and see what's going on in the chat room, see if I missed anything, try to catch up on conversation. As far as uh, meetings are concerned, we specifically don't have any required meetings at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a kickoff call once a week with the particular client that I'm working with, uh, and that's just a, a time that you know, in voice communication, we can get together, uh, talk about kind of what's on the plate upcoming, uh, what we've experienced in the past iteration, and uh, sort of it's a chance for us to talk one-to-one as a team, uh, you know, about any concerns that we might have. It's sort of like, I guess, the daily stand-up, but we um, are definitely practicing uh, little a agile, mm-hmm. uh, nothing uh, terribly formalized, trying to uh, just deliver stories as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. We, we operate uh, most mostly in uh, something like Pivotal Tracker uh, to uh, do that story tracking and try to deal with clients that are um, good with that process and that understand our process. Uh, and so far, you know, I'm fairly early uh, in in uh, this t- type of work, but so far it's been extremely positive and definitely mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really interesting and cool to see clients that understand that process and are willing to jump into it and, and deal with it. And it's just been a very positive experience for sure. Describe to me the, uh, the topography of your team. Uh, is everybody distributed or what? So the company as a whole tends to be located in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, we do have a, f- a couple people, I believe, in the Netherlands and Amsterdam. Uh, I should say that uh, Big Nerd Ranch, uh, a big part of our business is immersive app development boot camps. So we'll actually either uh, go on site with corporate clients and, and pr- perform training, uh, or we'll have open uh, classes that for open enrollment that we host in three different locations right now uh, that I'm aware of. We have uh, one in, in Georgia, one on the West Coast in California, and then uh, one, our European office that does training in Europe. Uh, but most of the people are located in Atlanta. As far as my team in particular, I, so we, we have sort of informal teams that act as uh, code review. We don't necessarily work on the same project. And then we have, uh, for certain clients, we have another team that's not necessarily somebody on our, quote, informal team, and that's your project team. So uh, right now, I work with two other developers. One is located in Atlanta, and one is located in uh, Knoxville, Georgia. Name that might sound familiar is Dave Worth, who has uh, previously been on the podcast. Uh, I've actually never met Dave in person, which is kind of interesting for me, especially hmm. considering uh, you know where I come from, how, the company that I come from. I almost met him recently when we had uh, the clash of the coders at at Big Nerd Ranch, but uh, he was unable to make it. So uh, still, one day soon, uh, hopefully I will meet Dave. But uh, it hasn't <laughs> encumbered our our work together at all. We depend, you know, heavily on uh, text communication, and then we do a, a good bit of hangouts uh, with Google as well uh, to kind of if we need that more, you know, dynamic voice sort of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what are you doing with your time now? Now that you're you're not on a long commute every day, is it just more time goes to work, or what? You would think I would have more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, as it turns out, being a person who's really passionate about what they do, I I tend to work too much, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm still 
figuring that out. So I, I've tried to do sort of an informal Pomodoro where I'll, I'll set, you know, the timer and, and work a little bit. Uh, and that, that helped a little bit. Uh, I should also say my wife and I actually own a dance studio, uh, in our hometown, uh, in North Alabama. And I spend a lot of time helping her, and I, I feel like perhaps I'm a little more available to help her with that. Um, if I need to be at the office, I can be there to work. Um, if I, you know, if I need to help her <clears throat> put something together or plan something, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that it has helped a lot. I was actually, um, we just had our spring production last weekend, and this is the first year that she managed to talk me into being a part of the production, and it, it was an honor. It turned out to be really good, as scared as I was to dance in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Have there been any kind of uh, roadblocks or, you know, any, any challenges that you've had to overcome making that transition from co-located to remote? Like I had mentioned Early on, uh, it was actually surprisingly accommodating. Uh, I, I was a little worried that I would start getting the sort of cabin fever, having been uh, working alone, at least physically alone for so long. Um, and that wasn't that wasn't nearly as true as I was afraid of uh, initially. Mm-hmm. With time, I do. F- it, it is really nice to go into the office, um, but at the same time, our office is terribly fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be quite distracting. With yeah, that could be good and bad. Yeah, totally. It's nice to be able to just you know roll the chair up beside somebody and and you know be able to get help or, or help them. But um, at the same time, when there's like a 3D printer running at all hours of the day and random movies playing in the background and just the general uh, cutting up of of time and and having fun. Yeah, that can that can be a little distracting. So for that, I'm I'm thankful that I'm I'm remote. But but it does, uh, you know, I do from time to time feel the need to to head down there and kind of hang out with everybody and see what's going on. It just makes me feel like I'm connected more. So that I guess that's been a little tough. I think that I, I still have some room to grow, and I need to perhaps uh, inject myself more into conversation in the chat rooms and stuff. That might even even though I don't know that people necessarily feel that way about me, feel as if I'm disconnected. Um, it might help my you know personal uh, perception of what's going on. Right, right. You got to kind of draw people out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't remember in particular who was on the podcast before, but I remember someone saying that they would specifically. Just show up, hey, how you doing? Kind of stuff, even if no one's around. As a matter of fact, now that I say that, that might have been Jonathan Wallace, uh, from who's also I work with, uh, that said that. I remember mm. a comment like that coming from him. Do you get any kind of uh, feeling of isolation at all now? I think maybe a little bit from time to time, but I think that a lot of it uh, might be self-inflicted. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's anything that the company is doing wrong. It might be contributed to slightly by the fact that so many people are not remote, uh, and I am, but mm. I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling it's probably me just overthinking things. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, it's interesting because it's, it's a real feeling. Uh, sure. The question is, what do you do about it? How do you, <laughs> right. even if it's, even if it's not a matter of other people looking at you as being isolated? Um, yeah, that's very true. Still no fun. Um, I mean, have you given that any thought? Like, where to go from there? Yeah, and I'm not sure what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am I am blessed to be pretty close 
fairly close to Atlanta. Uh, it's a, it's only a five hour drive, maybe four and a half hour drive for me. Um, so I can go down there, and I honestly thought I might do it more than I have done it so far. Um, I've only been down to the office twice since I started, but it is nice to know that I can do that if I really feel the need to. Uh, we also have uh, like company assets where I can stay there and not have to worry about hotels and stuff, and I have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's a good option too. But but I, I don't know. I don't know exactly uh, what what I need to do moving forward. I th- I think that I also probably have some personal development to do uh, as far as learning how to um, manage my time and, my, and expectations of myself mm-hmm. uh, in my work, and then uh, that might help me. Do you feel like you expect too much of yourself? Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so at times. I, I think that I tend to put pressure on myself, and I feel like even – like, if, for example, if I had a, a particular task that I expected to be easy and turned out to be hard, sometimes mm-hmm. I blame myself for it being hard, and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily my fault, but I feel like, oh, you know – Getting done with that only gives me personal credit of something done easy and not, you know, not, okay, you've done enough for the day. I feel like, oh, no, you have to keep going, keep going and do something hard. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I know that feeling. I know what you mean. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not always the best estimators of what's going to be easy and what's going to be hard. This is very true. I think humans are very poor at estimation in general. And I wonder if that's almost, I mean, it's, it's hard to think of a objection to the idea of results only work environment, but, um, if there were, maybe that would be one is the fact that when you work, you know, in a like sort of traditional nine to five kind of job, you know, you, you have the sense that at, at five you knock off. Yeah. You know, whatever's done is done. Whatever is undone, you leave for tomorrow and you knock off at five. Mm. Of course, that isn't always the case. Even with (laughs) nine to five places, a lot of times you just keep working and working and working. But, but, um, I wonder if that's like the one maybe downside is that is you don't have that sense of, okay, it's time to stop, regardless of where I'm at. I think that, um, that that's very true. It's a very valid point. I think that. The company uh, can do a lot to prevent that sort that sort of feeling, mm-hmm. um, but it, it it definitely has to be an intentional, I guess, help from them. Like they have to intentionally say, uh, "Hey, don't worry about it. If hard things are hard, hard things mm-hmm. will always be hard. Be willing to walk away if you need to." And I do feel encouraged a lot. Um, there are a few uh, coworkers in particular that come to mind that have told me, "Hey, Jay." You're working too much. Walk away. You've been mm-hmm. on campfire too long. Get away from the computer. And I really appreciate that. I think that you know if times got tougher and you know and we we felt some pressure uh, just to like maintain. I think maybe that uh, that feeling might go away pretty quickly. And then mm-hmm. people do feel like they have to cram and do too much. Uh, but you know, w- while things are good, it does it has worked really well. And I I definitely don't feel the pressure of to go and sit at my desk if I have nothing to do, mm-hmm. and that, that was really frustrating to me. In, in you know previous uh, arrangements, I would I would feel like I had to get in my car and drive, and knowing that there was nothing to do on the other end, yeah, like what a waste of my time. Uh, I don't feel that pressure at all. Obviously, I don't have to drive, but I don't if I if I know that I'm waking up without any stories assigned to me, or I know that we're. Um, you know, it's going to be a slow day because we're in support of uh, something going on uh, that we have to just be available for. That I don't necessarily feel the need to, you know, hop up and be at the computer and be knocking things out or just or, or just 
wasting time. I know that, okay, I just need to have my phone on me. And if someone needs me, I can be available, but I don't feel that pressure or that, as Roe calls it, the sludge <laughs> to feel guilty or something if I'm not finding something for myself to work on. Right. So I, in general, I would say uh, Roe has been overwhelmingly positive, but I certainly can see how uh, it, it, you know, it could if if people started feeling more pressure and the and the company was stressed for some reason, mm-hmm. then it, it might um, trickle down to the employees. It just depends on how folks handle it, I guess. Right. Well, it does seem like a good takeaway: the idea of you know keeping an eye out for your coworkers and saying, "Hey, look, knock it off. Yeah. Go, go outside. Go be done." Yeah, it it happens, and it's it's been really cool, and it has. Yeah, I mean, I have the same problem myself because you know i work for myself and and uh uh, it can be hard to i've been learning lately you know to just knock off it for me at seven o'clock usually but uh, just stop stop and go have dinner with the with the family and not worry about it anymore i used to i used to come back later at night um and keep working but I i don't do that as much anymore i've been trying to get get better about that yeah i guess in your case you have the wife to come and say hey you're working too much. Stop. Yeah. yeah, or just send the kids down and, you know, <laughs> they're, they're your problem now. Nice. Yeah. Well, Jay, it's been it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um, before I let you go, sure. uh, where can people find out more about you online? Yeah, so I, I still go by my old internet handle of I am very, I am very, I-A-M-V-E-R-Y. Um, I'm that on Twitter, GitHub. Facebook, though, I, I tend not to use Facebook much, uh, and IamVery.com. And then, of course, uh, we can you can find out more about Big Nerd Ranch at BigNerdRanch.com. Uh, we do a lot of training. Uh, as I said, we also do uh, consulting for mobile apps and uh, Ruby and Rails development. Uh, so I, that's pretty much it, BigNerdRanch.com and IamVery.com. Cool. Well, Jay, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Avdi. It's been a pleasure. And that is our show for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Go to yteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Y-Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off. Wow, 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 wow,